Thank you for taking the time to join me today for episode 40, All Systems Go. Before we get into the album analysis, if you like the podcast, please subscribe. If you haven't already done so, please leave a review on iTunes. Positive reviews and subscriptions help other KISS fans to find this podcast. If you have any comments, you want to provide any feedback, you can reach me at Psycho Circus Podcast at gmail.com. That's Psycho Circus Podcast at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Twitter. I'm at RyoV on Twitter. That's at RYOVIE on Twitter. Today's communication and updates in the world of KISS is going to be about the upcoming um, farewell tour and the ticket availability. For the upcoming tour, so um, we're about we're about eight weeks out from the start of this tour, maybe nine, between eight and nine, let's say, as as of this recording. And uh, I'm curious to see how ticket sales are doing, not only for the upcoming shows for the start of the tour, but also for upcoming shows um, for leg two, the the U.S. leg two this summer. Um, you know, back in December. I was peeking in on tickets, and they, they weren't selling very well. So I thought it would be good for us to just kind of take an update and see where we're at. So I am on the Ticketmaster site, and for Friday, March 22nd, in Uniondale, Long Island, at the Nassau Coliseum, let's see what tickets are available. Um... Okay, so we want to do two tickets, and we don't care about the price, and wow. Um, wait, hold on, because the Ticketmaster tricks you too, right? Like, they don't, uh, they don't tell you which seats are resale seats and which seats are regular seats until you click on a couple of things. So, okay, so I've gotten rid of the resale tickets, so now it's just for the regular um, regular on-sale tickets, and there are, well, the $1,000 jobs are still available, right? Uh, um, although it looks like some of them have been lowered. Now, I don't remember if it was just the first couple rows were going to be $1,000, but it looks like I can get floor seats on a Friday night in Long Island for $268 plus, you know, plus fees and whatnot. So call it 300, call it 325. God only knows these days. Um, I can get seats in the uppers for um, a 119 each. And those are the lowest price available. But there are plenty of seats available for the Long Island show. And this is this is on Friday, March 22nd. So this is two months away. This isn't that long. And there's plenty of seats available. So now let's go back and see uh, what's available for 
let's check MSG. Oh, okay. So the tour actually kicks off. Now that I'm here on the site, the tour actually kicks off on January 31st in Vancouver. So we're two months away from my area, but we're we're only a couple weeks away from uh, from the start of the actual tour. And uh, obviously when the set list becomes available, I'm going to talk about it on here because I want to compare. Uh, if you remember last week's episode, it was all about uh, the set list I want to hear. So I want to compare and contrast. All right, let's see what's available for New York City. This is Madison Square Garden, Wednesday night on March 27th. So let's see what tickets are available and let's get rid of the resale. And just do standard admission. Okay, this show sold a lot better. So for the for the Madison Square Garden show, the only seats that are available, there are some seats available in sections 109 and 115, which are side views. And then there's floor seats available, right? And those are about 500 bucks, uh, between five and $600 a pop. And there's actually not a lot of those available either. There's only... Uh, it looks like 50 tickets available in those sections, and then in the in the two side sections, there's about 300 tickets available. So this this is a legitimate sellout, in my opinion. So okay, Madison Square Garden sold out. Long Island has a lot of tickets still available, and then let's take a look if the Ticketmaster site will allow me. Let's take a look at the Prudential Center and see what is available at the Prudential Center this summer, um, which is a long way away. And this is in Newark on August 14th. And this is actually one I haven't even solidified tickets for, so maybe this would be good for me to see what's available because I am contemplating going to this show. Um, So let's see what's available. Oh, jeez. Wow. Okay, sorry, sorry. This just upsets me. There are literally literally tickets available in every single section for the Prue Center, including the uppers. So for as low as $63, you can go to this concert. You would sit in section 233, which is way, way out in the wings. And then if you wanted to pay $10 more you can get a little closer to the stage. I'm still in the uppers uh, and pay about $74. And, oh, let me let me get rid of the verified resale. Maybe maybe that's what's making so many available. Now, there's, you want to get rid of the verified resale. There's still plenty available, but the lowest price now is $74.50. So, um, and then it goes up to $79.50. So, $75, between $75 and $80, you can go to this show at the Prudential Center, and then, you know, if you want to sit in the good seats, there's there's plenty available. There's tickets, um, you know, in the lower bowl for 120 bucks, which if I'm going to pay 75 to sit upstairs, I'll pay the extra to sit downstairs, and there are tickets available on the floor, um, and plenty of them, so... So look, you know, regardless of what Paul has been tweeting and putting out there on social media, the, these shows are not selling well. I'm sorry. Look, I, look, this is one fan's opinionated analysis, right, of KISS. It's actually of every KISS release, but this is part of the KISS world, and I'm, I'm just stating my opinion here. These shows are not selling well, which is it's disappointing to me. Now, hopefully, as we get closer to the dates, Sales will pick up, um, you know, but I've actually seen ads on TV for KISS tickets. So when you're advertising on television, the shows just aren't selling. And that's a shame. It's it's a disappointing shame. 
um, you know, it's 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 sad, really. This is my favorite band, and I would I would hope they would sell better. But like I said from the onset of this, I thought they were being a little ambitious by doing arenas with only two of the four original members, and um, you know, they didn't want to stick to their outdoor amphitheater plan that they've done in years past. So they went with arenas, and now this is what you get, guys. It's just it's just not selling. Bottom line, it's proof proof is out there. Go to Ticketmaster.com, look up those dates. You know, look up dates in your home city if you want, because I I'm sure there's still tickets available now. Like I said, the MSG show you can get tickets, but there's not many. Um, but you know, in that area. You're going to have the Barclays Center in the, during the summer. You're going to have the Prudential Center during the summer. You can go out to Long Island, um, you know, which is a bit of a trek, but it's a Friday night show. So that you have availability if you're in New York City, in New York City area. You have availability to see other shows. So um, I'll keep an, up, uh, keep an eye on how ticket sales do throughout the course of, uh, you know, of the upcoming months. And, um, you know, I'll post it. I'll have an occasional update here on the Psycho Circus podcast and when actual sales numbers and attendance become available, which is, you know, usually a couple months after the show, a few weeks after the show. Um, if I can get my hands on those, I'll post that information as well. So just a little update today to see how ticket sales are doing. And uh, hey, if you haven't gotten your tickets yet for the farewell tour, go out and get them. I mean, I know there's a lot available now, but that could quickly change. You never know what could happen, so um, get your tickets while the, the supply is still high, and you can pretty much sit wherever you want. All right, so now let's get into this album analysis, and this is uh, this episode is All Systems Go. So this is a Vinnie Vincent Invasion release. This was their second and final uh, release for Vinnie Vincent Invasion. There will be more Vinnie Vincent releases coming up um, in future episodes of the Psycho Circus podcast. You know, way way down the line, we won't hear from Vinnie again for many episodes. But uh, this was the last Vinnie Vincent Invasion album released, and this came out on May seventeenth, nineteen eighty-eight, on Chrysalis Records. Which I think I said this for the last Vinnie Vincent Invasion episode. Um, I don't even know if this record company still in business. I'm, I'm going to assume they're not. I don't know if they were purchased by somebody, you know, consumed by somebody, gobbled up by some other company, um, or if they just went belly up. But uh, Chrysler's Records, I don't believe they are still in business. Anybody want to fact check me on that and let me know? Obviously, I welcome all feedback. Podcast at gmail.com. The band members for this uh, All Systems Go album were as follows. Mark Slaughter on lead vocals. Vinnie Vincent on lead guitar and backing vocals, Dana Strum on bass guitar and backing vocals, and Bobby Rock on the drums. And then additional musicians, Jeff Scott Soto did backing vocals on this album, and I thought that was very interesting um, when I researched and saw that Jeff Scott Soto did the backing vocals on this album. I don't think I ever knew that. So that's an interesting little tidbit there. The album was produced by Vinnie Vincent and Dana Strum. And the track listing for this album is as follows. It starts out with Ashes to Ashes, followed by Dirty Rhythm, Love Kills, Naughty Naughty, Burn, Let Freedom Rock, That Time of Year, Heavy Petten, Ecstasy, Deeper and Deeper, and the album wraps wraps up with the song Breakout. 
Now, the album cover for this album, it's okay. It's it's certainly nothing special, but it look it's far it's it's far from horrible too. It's it's a middle of the road, middle of the pack album cover. The album cover shows the large V hovering over what appears to be an entire universe, or at least a um, a galaxy, right? And the word invasion is written across the V, and the name Vinnie Vincent is above the V in large block letters, with the winged V appearing before both the word Vinnie and Vincent. If uh, that is, in fact, a universe beneath the V, or galaxy, then I think the album cover is making a bold statement that could be taken several ways. One, it could be saying that we are the center of the universe, so pay attention to us. Which isn't a horrible thing to say, but it's a bold thing to say. Now, it could also be saying that we are entering the universe, meaning we are about to come in and take over. Again, nothing wrong with that sentiment. And the album does speak for itself. It it certainly walks the walk and delivers the good. So if the album cover wants to subtly proclaim how magnificent uh, the content inside is, that's okay, because it's true. The content inside is magnificent. Again, this is another album cover without a photo of the band on it, which I'm not crazy about, but you know, this was back in the day of the vinyl records, so we did get a good shot of the band on the back cover, which is why we can have the type of front cover that we do, artistic and, and coolish. Um you know, nowadays your your album art covers are little JPEGs that are going to show up on your on your uh, phone or your iPod or or even you know maybe not even that if if everybody's streaming music, do they even see an album cover anymore? But you know, this is back in the day of vinyl, so you could have an awesome front cover, and you could have the uh, the band on the back. So okay, album cover. You know, I give it a C plus, average average rating. Um, all right, look, I am not going to hold back and I'm not I'm not going to tread lightly here. All Systems Go is one of the best Kiss related releases ever recorded. It it is a top 10 selection for sure. Now, I know, I know I'm biased because I grew up loving hair metal and I grew up loving that style of music and this album nails it. Nails that style of music perfectly. If, if there were an instructional record on what a hair metal album should sound like, this is the album that would be played. All Systems Go is a perfect album, or near-perfect album, and it, it's, it's one of my favorite albums from the entire decade. Not one of my favorite Kiss albums, not one of my favorite Kiss-related albums. It's one of my favorite albums from that entire decade of the 80s. This would break my top 10 if I were to do a top 10 of 80s albums that I, you know, that I purchased, that I bought, that I owned when I was growing up and there was quite a few of them. Um, you know, probably a few hundred. I didn't have the massive massive collection I have these days, but even even then in the late 80s, my collection was getting uh, was getting pretty large, and I'd say I was definitely around between three and four hundred. So this would crack the top ten. Um, All Systems Go included a new vocalist for the band. Now you may remember that Robert Fleischman was the singer for the debut album, and he did a hell of a job in his own right. But you know, a contract dispute led to him leaving the band, 
and then in step Mark Slaughter to fill his shoes. And, and what a job he did. If, if Fleischman was great, which he was, then Mark Slaughter was magnificent, which he was. Mark Slaughter had the voice of an angel, and he sung like a hair metal god. At times, it's, it's really hard to put into words how good Mark was, especially on this record, his first to have any exposure. Prior to joining Vinnie Vincent Invasion, Mark was singing with an unknown band called Excursion, which was spelled with a big X and then C-U-R-S-I-O-N, Excursion. Um, And look, that band was an unknown commodity. And then he joined forces with Vinnie Vincent, and he was able to take his career to brand new places. The vocals on All Systems Go are truly masterful, but the album as a whole is just plain jaw-dropping. It, it shatters the mind when you think about it too deeply. All Systems Go is so magnificent that it may be one of my favorite albums ever. As I said, not one of my favorite Kiss-related albums, not one of my favorite metal albums all Systems Go could be one of my favorite albums ever recorded. So I'm, I'm even taking it up a step from one of my favorite albums of the 80s to one of my favorite albums of all time. Like, a, like a, an entrant in the top 20 albums owned by Ryo V. And that's, that's very high praise, as these days I own over 3,000 albums. Everything on this record was done right. From the guitar solos, to the lyrics, to the hard-hitting, fierce rock tunes, to the perfect power ballads, to Mark Slaughter's vocals, everything is perfection. All Systems Go is almost a perfect album. Now, there are one or two minor imperfections that keep things, really keep this from being a perfect album, and my criteria for perfect album is very, very strict, so other people may say, no, this is a perfect album, um, but my criteria is very stringent, so it, it just missed being a perfect album, but it's as close as you can get without being perfect, and since the day I got this album on my 15th birthday, I have loved it and cherished it. And there there are few albums that can compare to this masterpiece. And while the time that the band was together in this incarnation was extremely short, the art that they left behind was damn near priceless. And this band led to the formation of another great band that would reap massive success as well. And, and you all know who that is, that Slaughter. And a little side note, I got this album, like I said, on my 15th birthday. Um, I was For my 15th birthday, my mother took me out for a little shopping spree and said, uh, you can get five albums, get, uh, you know, get, get whatever you want. And so I said, oh, this is a great gift. Like, you know, 15 years old, I don't have a ton of money. It's hard for me to buy albums that I want for my collection. This is a great gift. And so off we went on our little shopping spree. And this is what I remember. In addition to All Systems Go, this is what I remember getting on that day for my birthday. Let's let's see if I can list them all. So I got All Systems Go. I got Appetite for Destruction by Guns N' Roses. I got OU812 by Van Halen, and I bought that one on vinyl. I got oh two other ones that escape me now. Uh-oh. 
Um, I, I, I know the one album. It's, it's, uh, the, the hit song was My Obsession. Um, I forget the name of the band. They were like a pop, a pop band, a pop 80s band. They weren't metal. Um, so, oh man, that's going to drive me crazy. I can't, I can't remember the name of that album. Ice House. I think the band was called Ice House. And I think their, uh, well, I know their song, their hit song was My Obsession. And I believe the album was called Man of Colors. All right, so I remember four out of the five. I don't remember the fifth one. Um, and I'm sure if I combed through my collection, it would come back to me. I want to say level 42, but I don't I don't think that's right. I think I got level 42 at a uh, at a different time in my life. So, um but hey, I I remember getting 4 out of 5. Anyway, the point of this stupid story is that I got Appetite for Destruction and OU812 the same day that I got All Systems Go, and I say All Systems Go is the better of the three albums. Yep. That's right. It's better than Appetite for Destruction, in my opinion. That's the point of this stupid story. So, um, you challenge me on that. I, I'm sure many of you are. You're saying you're crazy, Ryo. Uh, what's wrong with you? It's it's all about, um, you know, it's all about the Guns and Roses, and, and I get that. But to me, it, it's all about Finney Vince Innovation. I love I love this album. All right. So, anyway. <laughs> Excuse me. Shortly after the release of the album, uh, Vinnie Vincent Invasion was let go by Chrysler Records, which was a very bad move on their part, in my opinion. Um, and the band, the band could not survive. So Dana Strum and Mark Slaughter grew very tired of Vinnie's overbearing dictatorship, and they left to form their own band, Slaughter, which would go on to sell millions of records. Their debut album would go double platinum, and it would launch a career for the band, while Vinnie would go into obscurity... And unfortunately, would not be heard from for a few years until he was asked to help his former bandmates flesh out the songs for the latest album. Um, but we will get to that album in due time. And while I'm I'm sure you know what album I'm talking about, it you know it's Revenge, right? Obviously, we we all know that, and um, I'm gonna have fun talking about that album when we get to it on the Psycho Circus podcast. So over the years, a lot has come out about Mark's time in Vinnie Vincent Invasion, as well as how hard it was to work for Vinnie in general. Uh, On the Vinnie Vincent Invasion episode, we did discuss what Bobby Rock had to say about working with Vinnie. And here we know that Mark and Vinnie did not get along too well Um, at all. You know, they, they, they just they had a lot of issues. Uh, Vinny has even recently stated that it was a mistake to work with Mark and practically wishes that they had never made all systems go. Now, look, I get hating someone you work with, but you should still be proud of the body of work that was created and left behind. All systems go is pure genius. And took guys that hated each other to make it. So, you know, if that's what it takes, then so be it. But as too often happens, all the great ones break up. 
They can't work with each other. Life becomes too difficult. And I get that. I go through that in my 9 to 5 business job. I can only imagine what it's like for a rock and roller to have to deal with a horrendous coworker who you're with day in and day out, especially if you're touring. And I've often wondered if that is the reason that Slaughter never performs any songs from All Systems Go in concert. Is it because they can't stand Vinny that much and they literally want to forget that entire portion of their life? Or is it because Vinny owns the rights to the songs and won't let them? I had the opportunity to interview the band once while I was with uh, Hard Rock Hideout. But unfortunately, that interview never it never happened. And, and that was my fault, not Slaughter's. That was all on me. But I always remember that I had that as my lead question. Why do you not perform songs from All Systems, Gal? Um, you know, is, is there any chance that you would ever perform songs from that album and I was I was always curious as to as to what the answer would be maybe, maybe someday I'll just tweet that out to Mark and Dana and see if they'll even respond um, you know as a fan I'll just say hey just wondering why you guys never perform songs and and see what they have to say maybe maybe they're not allowed to I don't know I don't know I don't know the legalities behind it but it's a possibility alright time to get into the song breakdown and the very first song on the album is Ashes to Ashes. And this was written by Vinnie Vincent and sung by Mark Slaughter. And it starts out with a slick little intro, complete with words that I still don't understand to this day. Then it's a little slow riff on the guitar by Vinnie. And then the song kicks into high gear and we get our first ever listen to the wonder that is Mark Slaughter. Ashes to Ashes starts off the second release from Vinny, Post Kiss, and it is such a treat to the ears that my whole head is smiling. Between the rock-screaming falsetto of Mark's voice and the shredding talent of Vinny's guitar, this incarnation of Vinny Vincent Invasion is flawless. Ashes to Ashes is a great example of how wonderful music can be, and it it really sets the stage for what's to come, which is nothing but magnificence for the remainder of the album. And we get our first of many shredding guitar solos, which Vinny tears up very nicely. Ashes to Ashes is a song about being so lovesick and so addicted to your lover that you literally live and die for their love. Now, that, that's not really a good thing in my book. And I don't even know if it's a romantic sentiment or more of a stalker mentality, but that is the central theme of the song. I live and I die for your love. Ashes, and a- ashes to ashes and dust to dust. Heartbreaker, taker of love. Now, it may be a little obsessive, but honestly, the lyrics were the last thing I would, that I was examining here. The music was so overwhelming, so absolutely perfect, that Mark could have been singing Mary Had a Little Lamb, and I wouldn't have known it until the third or fourth listen. It is just, it is just really hard to explain clearly how much this song hit me when I first heard it as a teenager. I just... I just knew that this was the type of music I wanted to hear more of. It was so powerful, so polished, so absolutely ear-blowing that I I couldn't collect myself. I I immediately fell in love with it. Next up is Dirty Rhythm. This was written by Vinnie Vincent and sung by Mark Slaughter. And this, this is a great example of the effort being worth the end result. 
I have heard many stories over the years of how, how hard Vinny was to work with. Now, this is one song in particular that he supposedly slaved over for hours and hours on end, forcing the band to replay each part endless times until everything sounded exactly as Vinny wanted it to sound. And while that was probably a huge pain in the ass and led the band members, uh, you know, led to the band members' resentment of Vinny, the final release speaks for itself. Dirty Rhythm is pure perfection. And it gave Mark Slaughter the idea for spoken parts of a song that he would later use on the Slaughter debut album. So yeah, you had to bust your hump in the studio, and you had to work with a supposed tyrant. But in the end, you created a masterpiece. You had a song that most bands, established or not, would yearn for. A song that some bands wait their entire career to create. So cry and moan all you want. I say it was worth every second in the studio. Now, of course, I wasn't the one recording the song, but still. And if Ashes to Ashes is about stalker love and obsession, then Dirty Rhythm is all about lust and desire. Now, this is typical and expected for a Kiss-related album, so no big surprise there. You know, lines that stand out to me on this one are Touch Me Where No One's Ever Gone, Erotic to the Point of Crime, and Come Together in Serenade, Pull the pin of my love grenade. And of course, Mark's vocals make these lyrics come to life in a way that no other vocalist would. Well, maybe Robert Fleischman, but he's the only one that I think would come close. Look, Paul Stanley would not be able to sing these lyrics to life the way that Mark Slaughter did. And that's why Mark was such an intricate part of the band. His voice was his instrument, and he knew how to put it to good use. When I think back to the way he sang and the way he was able to morph a song into a thing of beauty with just his vocal cords, it, it absolutely astounds me. If Slaughter had formed just a couple of years earlier, I think they would have been a, as big as Poison or even Cinderella. Just like I think if Vinnie Vincent Invasion had stayed together for three or four, me- three or four more years... They would have been as huge as any hair metal band you can think of. You know, alas, it it never happened. And, you know, it probably wasn't meant to be. Which is a shame, but I often ponder what, what could have happened. Now, Dirty Rhythm is a faster song with a lot of bounce and push push a lot of bounce and punch that i love a lot it's it's well paced with enjoyable lyrics and and great rhythms no no pun intended um it is a spectacular song on a record that is filled with them and as much as i want you to listen as much as i want to listen to the next song i want to continue to listen to this song and i think i think that's the highest compliment you can pay a song that no matter how much you love the next song you just can't stop listening to this song Dirty Rhythm is one of those songs for me. Alright, next up is Love Kills. And this was written by Vinnie Vincent and sung by Mark Slaughter. Now, technically, this was the first single released from the album, but it wasn't an official single from All Systems Go. Like Dokken did before them, Vinnie Vincent Invasion was able to get a song on a Nightmare on Elm Street soundtrack. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 4 this time around. And, and the song was released as a single from that soundtrack, even though the record was available at the same time. Look, regardless of how fans got their hands on this song, it was one that was worth owning. 
Love Kills really shows off Mark Slaughter's vocal range and also shows how Vinnie Vincent Invasion can produce a power ballad that is good as any. And yes, that includes Home Sweet Home. Now, as you can tell by the title, Love Kills is all about trying to live with a lover who has passed away. Now, how can we find the strength to go on? How can we survive when the love of our life has been taken? The lines, you're a lifetime ago but a memory away, are poignant and tragic. And the sad hope of someday we'll meet again, girl that much I know, at heaven's gate we'll say hello. It's, it's heart-wrenching to love someone so much only to lose them and know that the only way they can be reunited is in heaven that's a hard concept to accept and and the pleading way with which mark sings really helps sell the song he's begging for the pain to go away and desiring just one more moment with the lost love you you can feel the pain in mark's vocals he really gave his all on this recording, and and the rest of the band delivered nicely as well with solid musical performances. And a sweet guitar solo from Vinny helps to pull the song together. Not that we would expect anything less than an awesome guitar solo from Vinny at this point. He may be hard to work with, but he's definitely proven his ability as a guitar player. Okay, next up is Naughty Naughty, and this was written by Vinny Vincent and sung by Mark Slaughter. Um... This is this is another hard-rocking, solid metal song. Hearing songs like this really makes me yearn for the days when this band was still together. It also makes me wonder what would have happened if this version of the band had stayed together. You know, I said that previously, but I, I do. I, I really do stop and wonder. Curse Vinny for being so difficult to work with. He may produce amazing work. Scratch that. He does produce amazing work. But it comes at a price, and that and that price is apparently one singer per album. And, and again, I'll point out how magnificent Mark Slaughter's voice is. The, the high end of his range was almost unequaled back in the day, which which is part of the reason I get so upset with Slaughter these days. Let's, little sidebar here. They, they play M3 a lot, M3 Rock Festival, which I go to every year. And they play a lot of concerts throughout the year. But Mark's voice, it's not as good as it was back in the day. And I don't know if that's due to age or not taking care of himself or what, but if you can't hit the high notes anymore, then don't try to hit the high notes. I'm not faulting the guy for getting old. I'm not faulting the guy for not being able to sing like he did in his 20s. None of us can perform at the same level today that we did in our 20s, unless we're in our 20s. But don't Try to perform at that level if you can't. Sing in a lower octave instead, instead of butchering the song. And, you know, not to go on a tangent, although some of you tell me I do that quite often, and not to take away from Naughty Naughty, we will get back to this song, but that's a big part of the problem with Slaughter in general these days. They're butchering their songs in the live setting. They take the stage to Wildlife, a pretty popular song, and it literally takes me three minutes to realize what song it is because I can't understand a word Mark Slaughter is singing. The bass and the guitar are turned up way, way too high. Mark's voice is not what it used to be. The lyrics are garbled and jumbled. It's sad because these guys were the darlings of my rock world for a couple of years. Maybe three or four years between Vinnie Vincent Invasion and Slaughter. And now now I cringe when I see them on a live bill. 
Anyway, back to Naughty Naughty. This is another song about a girl who isn't so prim and proper. The lyrics are they're really straightforward. She, she's never been daddy's little girl, and she never will be. She's a little raven dressed to kill in black. She's a heart attack. She's a bad girl. She's a vixen, a hottie, and the, and the type of gal that you don't bring home to mom. Basically, your 80s babe that we all dreamed about meeting somewhere. The kind of girl that only the rock stars got. You know, unfortunately for us. Or fortunately, because I don't think I would have known what to do with a girl like that anyway. Especially not when I was 15. Naughty Naughty is musically sonic. More fantastic music by the band and another great solo by Vinny, which Mark's voice complements real well. That was where a lot of the magic in this group happened. Mark's voice over Vinny's playing, then a scaling, screaming guitar solo, followed by Mark's voice belting out some more beautiful notes. It really, it really was a match made in music heaven. Next up is Burn. And this was written by Vinnie Vincent and sung by Mark Slaughter. And okay, the lead-off rock scream is definitely helped by some studio overdubbing. But it is still a cool way to kick off a hard-rocking heavy metal song. There's nothing like a great rock scream to get a song going. And and if you'll notice, that helps set, set the stage for... I'm sorry... <laughs> If you'll notice, what helps set the stage for that grand rock scream? It's wonderful guitar playing by Vinny. Magnificent. Overall, however, Burn is one of the weakest tracks on the album. Now, it's it's not a terrible song. I, I think I've made it crystal clear that there are no terrible songs on this record, but just not one of the better ones. First off, Mark's voice isn't the best on this song. He's, he's more scratchy and and kind of growling his way through the song rather than singing it. And secondly, the song's subject matter, it isn't all that great. Yeah, it's another song about hot girls, but this one's just telling you the hot girl, you know, how you you want to hook up with them. And since it's not done in any innovative style or or format, it's just bland or, or tired or... Or old, or a combination of all that. Even the lyrics are pretty weak. You know, here's an example. While my blood's so hot, I could set the night on fire. Oh, I love, I love, I love. I dream about the things I want to do to you, baby. Meh, that's not so great. Not even for the 80s version of Teenage Ryo. I never really liked this song that much, and... I won't turn it off if it comes on, but I'm certainly not seeking it out. And prior to this episode of the podcast, if you asked me to name every Vinnie Vincent song that came to mind, Burn probably wouldn't have been mentioned at all. I actually forgot about this song, and that's okay, because it's not that good. So it's okay that I forgot about this song. Next up is Let Freedom Rock. This was written by Vinnie Vincent and sung by Mark Slaughter. And on Ode... An ode to rock. The other thing that Vinnie Vincent Invasion sings about. This is another of the weaker songs on All Systems Go, but it's better than the previous song. It's also heavier than the previous song and involves more changes than the previous song, which helps it to be a better song than the previous version. 
if any of that makes sense. It has a much better guitar solo. Um, uh, it has a much better guitar solo than Burn. The guitar solo on Let Freedom Rock is probably the best part of the song. It's it's another scaling solo by Vinny, played with power and passion, that can be felt as well as heard. Again, one of the weaker songs on the record, but a solid song overall. This this is the band's tribute to rock music and how we should let it rock all day and all day and every day. And while a new listener might see the song title and think this is a patriotic song about the freedom that comes with living in the USA, they would be wrong. Let Freedom Rock is about rocking out to rock music. Honestly, I think the song should be renamed, as the title is somewhat misleading. Yes, the song is about fighting and victory, but it's about fighting and victory in rock and roll. We're going to rock you. We live for love and glory, and die for what we know is truth. Those those lyrics just don't seem to scream patriotic war cry to me. They, They seem to discuss more along the lines of rock and roll has the power to win battles, and our battle is rock and roll, which we are winning, or something like that. I just, I just don't think this is a Patriot song. I think it's a rock lover song. Either way, I, I also think it's a weaker song, although it does end with a cool sound effect. I will give it that. It's a Donald Duck-sounding, very good voice, followed by a cuckoo clock. Cuckoo! I always thought that was kind of cool. I don't know, little weird things like that always fascinate me, and I always thought that was a cool, uh, cool little sound effect to end the record. To end the song, rather, not the record, but to end that song. I thought that was neat. Next up is That Time of Year. This was written by Vinnie Vincent and sung by Mark Slaughter. And without pause or hesitation, I can easily state that this is my favorite song from the album. I don't know if it's the best song. When a record is full of so many massive songs, it's it's really hard to say which is the best. But I know that that time of year is my favorite. It's a slower power ballad that touches on all the right notes, lyrically and musically. That time of year is a magnificent monster. And and what amazes me most about this song is that it is lyrically the shortest song on the record. Two verses, one bridge, and a chorus. That's all there is. I guess sometimes less really is more. That Time of Year is a powerful song about needing to move on and discover yourself. I don't want to say goodbye to the girl, but I needed to move on and discover my life beyond this, whatever the this is right now. It's my challenge and it's my right. I don't want to say goodbye because I do love you, but my tomorrow, my future, my something else is somewhere else. And for that reason, I need to move on and I need to find it. So while I do love you, my future doesn't really include you. And I'm self-aware enough to know this. The, the time has come to find my dreams of glory. So I don't think he's leaving just, just to find another love. I don't think he's leaving to find love at all. I think he's leaving to find his dreams. Now, can I make it as a musician? Can I be a rock star? I have a right to know if this is for me. And even though I love you, I need to move on and find out what I really can be. We are too young to let a foolish thing like love hold us back and root us to this town we live in. This would almost make a wonderful, wonderful, albeit cliched and overdone, movie. 
local boy has a chance to become an all-out rock star, but the love of his life is holding him back. And because he thinks he's in love, he just can't up and leave. Then he finally realizes that he needs to go. And this is his one opportunity, and he leaves love behind for a chance to become a star. If not a movie, you know, at least a short story. But although I'm not, I'm sure hundreds, if not thousands of these types of stories already <laughs> exist. All right, next up is Heavy Petten, and this was written by Vinnie Vincent and sung by Mark Slaughter. And here we are. We are back to the songs about girls and sex, but holy hell, this one borders on pedophilia. Soft as velvet and sweeter than wine, hot-blooded, prime grade A. Oh, lust me, touch me, sweet little child, the little girl has come of age. Oh my goodness, I realize we were more lenient and tolerant in the 80s, but wow, those are some blatant lyrics. Especially the next line, which says, she's as sweet as virgin clover, she's my baby doll. And then erotic kind of candy that melts in your mouth. So clearly we are talking about deflowering a virgin here. Mother Nature's wild child. So even if she is young and untouched, she's still been around the block a few times. She knows how to handle herself. Is that, is that what Vinny wanted? A young babe that hadn't gone all the way, but knew how to do everything else? Later in the song, there's this set of lines. She gives you the right amount of pleasure. She blisters my love zone. Under 100 tons of pressure, ready to blow, baby, bring it on home. I think that's when the deflowering happens and, and the pressure is released and, well, you know, you get the gist of it. Back in the day, I don't think I studied the lyrics to this song too carefully. I just I just knew it was an awesome, hard-rocking song by Vinnie Vincent Invasion where they sang about chicks and, and loving chicks, and that, that was good enough for me. I was 15. I had no idea it was about picking succulent veal chops and figuring out how you were going to get them come home for dinner. Wow. I'm not even sure you could write a song like that these days, let alone sing it. But anyway, even after all this time and, and after a deeper dive in to understand the lyrics, which, you know, creep me out a little bit, I do still love this song because, again, it's just it's like every, almost every other song on this album. It's awesome. All right, next up is Ecstasy. This was written by Vinnie Vincent and Mark Slaughter. And this is another power ballad that is brilliantly nailed by the band. A perfect blend of melody and vocals combined to bring you a most magnificent lover's ballad. It's a wonderful song about young people falling in love. I can I can totally see this song being played as we're driving down to the shore or heading to the lake for the weekend. Oh, it's summertime. I got my friends with me. We're going to meet my gal. Or I'm on the road and my girl's with me and we are young and the whole world is in front of us and it's ours for the taking. Man, life really didn't get better than those days. Not a care in the world. Just, just two young people falling in love. We didn't have to worry about mortgages. We didn't have to worry about taxes. We didn't have to worry about the responsibilities of a tough 9-to-5 job with so many demands and annoying clients. Nope. We could just roll down the windows, hit the highway... And let our hair fly. 
And back then, the hair we had was both the girls and the guys. Everybody had hair to let it fly. Ecstasy is it's a great song that just puts me back into that moment. Someday we will walk in the sun and live forever on and on. And we were naive enough to believe that back then. When you're young, your late teens, your early 20s young, you really do believe that you're going to live forever and that you have as much time as you want and that these moments are going to last a lifetime. Ought to be young and in love and to live life through those eyes again. That would be magnificent. But unfortunately, that time's up for me. You know, that time has passed. I have my time in that sunshine. So, you know, to live like that, I have to retrace my steps and head down memory lane. And that's something I try not to do very often. I'm a forward-looking person. I don't like to look behind very often. Um, But, you know, every once in a while, you hear a song like Ecstasy. I'll hear a song like Ecstasy. And it just, it pulls me back in. It pulls me back into that time. This is the perfect song for any summer soundtrack that a young lover or a young budding romantic is trying to make. Add Ecstasy to that soundtrack. Next up is Deeper and Deeper. Excuse me. This was written by Vinnie Vincent and sung by Mark Slaughter. And... It, it it really is amazing that this even this deep into the album, songs that are good enough to lead off most discs are still being recorded. This is another strong song captured on All Systems Go. This is another 8 out of 10 strong song. And hearing songs like this just makes me say, Damn, I wish I wish this band would have stayed together. I know I've said it a couple times, but I really do wish this band would have stayed together and, and created more music. Now, Deeper and Deeper is not the song you would think it was if you only read the title. It's it's actually a song about falling in love, although it's it's not a ballad. This is a hard rocker with a blistering guitar solo. And it's it's a heartwarming song about falling in love and being in love and knowing that you are in love with her and she's in love with you and no one else matters because the love you share is only for the two of you. That that's a special kind of love and it, it's it's hard to come by. Some people never find it, but it's a great love and it's one worth finding and I think that's what Mark is singing about and I think that's what Vinny wrote it about that that deeper connected love, not surface love, not you look hot lust that gets mistaken for love. You know that that you look hot lust that people mistake for love. It's not that. It's a nice deeper meaningful love. It's out there. If you don't have yours yet, go find it. Go get it. You deserve it. Ryo's telling you, you deserve it. All right. Next up is the last song on this album and that song is Breakout and it's sung written by Vinnie Vincent sung by Mark Slaughter and the last song on the album um Breakout I I find I find it amusing and why do I find it amusing because Freely's Comet also had a song called Breakout and and that got me wondering if ex-Kiss guitarists thought getting out of Kiss was like breaking out so they wrote songs titled Breakout I know I know it's a bit of a stretch but when you have hours on end to think about a band or think about a song, this this is sometimes the end result. As for the actual song itself, Breakout is it's not a great song. There's there's a reason that it comes at the end of the record. It's a hard and heavy rocker, but part of me thinks that all systems go would have been better served if 
if Deeper and Deeper ended the record and, and Breakout was saved for a B-side. Alas, that did not happen, and Breakout made the record. Now, Breakout, is a, it's a song about fighting for freedom and battling for what you want. Don't, don't let anything stand in your way. A rally cry for the underserved to band together and break out and rise above. Wanted men, women, and losers unite. We shed our tears for the sacrifice. We'll never surrender. You'll never take us alive. You better hear our battle cry. Fight for what you want and go out and get it. It's a good message, but the presentation is clunky. The song isn't that solid. And and I say that it probably would have been better if, if the song never made the final cut. Ten songs would have been enough. And this one could have been the B-side to Love Kills or some other single. However, that's it's not the way it worked out in the end, and thus we get this less-than-awesome song to close out what is overall an amazing, magnificent record. And that, that just bothers me. I hate when the last song is a clunker on a fantastic album. You know, if, if, again, if they had ended with Deeper and Deeper, even if you're going to insist on keeping Breakout, maybe they slide it somewhere else and, and end on a more solid song. But... Whatever, I, I wasn't around in the mixing or the decision or the track cutting. I don't even know what songs were recorded and left out. Um, outros, is, is that what they call them? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. It's late. I'm tired. It's cold. Um, but anyway, I wouldn't have ended the album with this, is my point. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of the Psycho Circus podcast thank you for listening as always thank you so much for listening it means the world to me that uh, you take the time to listen to what i've created if you got a comment you want to share you can email me at psychocircuspodcast at gmail.com please be sure to go to itunes leave a review go to podcatcher leave a review go to tune in leave a review wherever you get your podcast leave a review every review helps and if you haven't done so already please subscribe to the podcast you can also check out um check me out on twitter i'm at ryov on twitter that's at r-y-o-v-i-e on twitter um i love I love me some Twitter. So please get on there. Follow me. My following count has dipped a little. Followers count. Whatever. Followers. (laughs) I don't know. I've dipped a little. So bring me back up. Lift me up. Get out there and follow me. And uh, maybe we can exchange some, some, you know, choices uh, in music and, uh, you know, just have a little good social media fun. All right. Be sure to tune in next time where I will cover Second Sighting by Freely's Comet. And until then, the carnival has just begun. Uh-huh.